so glad you came to join us this morning, continue in a series Steve started. We're going to be dealing with um, five topics of Christmas. Last, last week, Steve started with hope. And uh, that was, it's at the heart of Christmas. And peace is what we're going to talk about today. Brings hope. And, uh, and that's, that's what I said. We, we're going to go through Luke chapter 2, verse 6 through 14. If you want to, you know, bookmark those or get those ready in your Bibles, Colossians 1, 19 and Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 will be the, the three we'll hit there with a. If you've, if you're excited about Christmas this year, I, I want to encourage you to, to really focus on those things, hope, peace, joy, and love. They're, uh, they're at the heart and they're at the center. Last week we saw the faithfulness of God and how, you know, God bringing that, that plan through Jesus and, and the fulfillment of, of Jesus' birth that had been prophesied for so long. It, it gives us our hope, our confidence in him. That no matter what you face, God will always see you through. He'll always be there in your time of need. And I know life doesn't work out that way. We question that. I do. I have many times. Because God's timing and his wisdom is different than mine. You know, I mean, it's like, God, that is not the way I voted. What the... You know, and it's like, God's like, okay, yeah, I got my plan. You got your plan. I get it. I, I pray for the Super Bowl every year, but it's still toss of a coin for me. I don't mean that demeaningly because for a lot of people, the holiday season is a very difficult time because of um, many reasons. It, it brings to the forefront your finances, if finances are a problem. It's a, it, it, it reminds you quickly of loved ones that are not with you now for whatever reason. There's a lot that kind of compounds and you think, whoa, whoa, God. So I don't demean any of those things. But, but what I want you to consider and look at, you know, the hope that we have in Christ and the peace that we'll talk about today, how that makes it so true. The reality that God is right on time. He always is there to meet us in the midst of our need. And with hindsight, it's crystal clear. <laughs> it's just not often looking forward. Our hope is in Jesus. He will never fail us, ever, meaning ever, for eternity. He is our great hope. Today we'll look at this aspect in the heart of Christmas of peace. The announcement of Jesus' birth was delivered to shepherds. That in itself is a big question mark. I mean, because shepherds in that day 
kind of reminds me of Ducor a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying, in that day, the shepherds were on the fringe of society. They were the, the yeah. And I don't know how familiar you guys are about the valley out there, but there's these goats and sheep that show up every year. And all of a sudden, they're just in your field. And there's hundreds of them. And there's a little trailer out there with a guy that doesn't speak any language. No matter what you say to him, he doesn't understand that. <laughs> Not my language. And, and it's just a mystery. <laughs> a shepherd. I think you've been in due court too long. I'm telling you. I don't mind them now. I mean, because it's like I, I'm not, I'm not eating, I'm not grazing that land. But it's like, wait, wait, who gave you guys permission to go there? Nobody. And they just stay long enough till the grass is all gone, and then they move on somewhere else. And it's like it's what they do. Well, the shepherds in this day, and it's a mystery because Abraham was what a shepherd. A shepherd. The history of this great people was shepherds, and yet. By this day, the culture was vastly different. And the shepherds were on the fringe of society. They were the dirty and the stinky and the not too trustworthy. They don't, you know, have permanent residences. So they move around with their, their sheep and their goats. And, you know, naturally, they smell like it. That's just what they do. Well, this was the, the society, the culture was much more... Uh, developed now was worked into the cities, you know, business and religion, big things, you know, and so when they say they met with the shepherds, you know, you get your own mental picture there, but understand this is not the cream of the crop of society. You know, when the king of kings is born in human flesh on earth, they didn't go to the religious leaders or, you know, the business people, or they went to the shepherds. That's just right off the bat. It's like, whoa, whoa. You know, God's plan is different. He does things different than what we do. And that's pretty consistent. I don't know about your life. Certainly is with mine. A heavenly host, angels, came down and announced this. To, to shepherds. And it was a shocking message at that. You know, God's favor was on the shepherds, on the poor, on the lowly, on the meek, on the not powerful, on the not educated, on the not, I mean, I mean, that's the message that we're seeing here. These are the people God chose to send the angels to announce the birth of our Savior. This divine path to peace, this divine plan of God to solve the sin problem that's been around since Adam and Eve. I mean, a problem. The world got horrible. God couldn't stand it. Flood them. They're also, we're starting all over with these few on the boat. They, it expands all over again. It's a huge problem, this sin issue. 
<laughs> it separates mankind and God. And he, this divine path to peace, Jesus, he announces to shepherds. I mean, there's a great encouragement there because the reality is when we think about it, I relate more to the shepherds than I do the kings. <laughs> to, to the religious leaders, you know, who had it in mind how it was going to go and Jesus walked right in front of them and they didn't even recognize him. You know, so it's like, boy, have we, had they gotten away from God. So I, and I think most people, we can relate to the shepherds. I'm not worthy. When you think about what God has given us and graced us with and forgiven us of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, I mean, that alone, that kind of forgiveness is what? what? Wow. I can relate. I mean, I'm, I'm much more there with the shepherds. Now let's read some of this. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. Says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were terrified. Rightly so. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Two words crucial in their culture. Messiah, this is the one that's been talked about. This is the one that we vote for. This is he, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest in heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace. To all those on whom his favor rests. Peace. God came to give peace. And as we all know, because whoever's watched a beauty pageant knows that's the right answer to everything. <laughs> that's what everybody wants. Peace. And it's the truth. Everybody wants peace. With peace, you get the hope. The peace that is like, oh, no, this is not my plan. This is not working out. Well, God, come on, what's wrong here? Sickness, God, I'm separated from that. Come on, God, we need the healing. God, finances, you said you'd always provide. God, what's up? Peace. God, this is not right. So I guess your plan's different from mine. Okay, God, show me the way. Let's do it. Right, here we go. <laughs> Peace. God's there. In the midst of those circumstances, your loved one's gone. God needed them. God wanted them. He's with them. Peace. You'll see him again. 
peace. Peace beats everything. It's what everyone wants. Amen. It's that still, it's that thing within us that you don't get without God. It's what drives us to him. If you're looking, you got to look to God. Yeah, there's no denying it. And that's what gives you the hope. It's real. God's real. I can't prove him to you. But he's absolutely real. And I know it. Because I have peace. When I shouldn't have peace. I've been forgiven. I know that. I feel it. Now I have hope. A great hope. I have no idea where that left me off. <laughs> Not on this page. The culture's changed from the shepherds, from the Jews being all shepherds to it being a, a much more city-oriented different thing. Cultures change. Anybody struggling with that today? Cultures change. They do. That is just history. We don't want it a lot of times. It's not what we want a lot of times. Maybe it's not positive change in our mind. But change is coming. It is. It's here. It's that. Change creates opportunity. Even really negative change, really bad change, Creates opportunity. Because as we know, the worse things get, the better God looks. That's just history. The darker society gets, the brighter the good news glows. And that's honestly why it gets bad in Revelation. Because it's about saving those Jews. You know, whenever that rapture happens, which we don't know when it is, the age of grace is over. We live in this great age of grace. <laughs> when that day occurs, we enter a new age in the history of the world. And, and there's going to be judgment. There's going to be... But all of that bad stuff is on purpose to bring people to Christ, and will, and as we see, does, <laughs> just like it does today. God chose to entrust with such an important message to these shepherds who needed it, people who were grateful that God even spoke to them. You in the crowd? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of those shepherds now. I feel much more there. The peace of God is for all people. That's just it. And we happen to live in a great age, a great time in the history of God and what he's done on this planet. The angels had to steady the shepherds by telling them, do not be afraid. Because 
I don't know if you can imagine, but my brain goes to, if an angel of God, the mighty archangel of God lights up the night with an announcement, right off the bat, I'm thinking, I'm dead. It's over. He knows. <laughs> this is God. This, this is God. God's hand, God's angel. This is God. I'm in trouble. Right? And that's where, and they, they were all feeling that. You know, it's like, but he, he put them up. They, they can't even stand probably. Be at peace. Don't be afraid. I bring good news. To me? To us? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. The message they brought was good news because a baby had been born who had the long-awaited Messiah, the one who had been promised long ago to rescue God's people. And the angel told them where to find him and how to find him, what he would look like. Go, look. And then a glimpse into heaven for these shepherds as they saw the mighty hosts of angels just rejoicing and praising God's plan in motion. They are seeing God's plan, this long-awaited plan, beginning on planet Earth. Ah. He, that didn't get me. I was just lost my place, whoever <laughs> Not you. When God wanted to announce the arrival of the Son, he did so in the presence, not of kings and queens, but of shepherds. He announced it to the poor, the forgotten, the lowly shepherd, because it's truly, truly good news. It is for all mankind. Peace is the world's greatest need, and it came in the form of a small baby. Not was expected by the religious elite, but I don't know why it was prophesied. <laughs> born of a virgin means they're going to be born. <laughs> but they weren't looking for a baby. They were looking for a warrior king. So they didn't recognize it. This is why Jesus' birth was and is such good news. It's the ultimate answer. You know, I, I, in my simplicity, you know, no matter what the problem that comes to me, the answer is the same. I just point people back to Jesus. Because anything else is not really an answer to your problem. It's a temporary solution. It's a temporary thing. But Jesus is the final solution. Because you may or may not get your problem, your issue solved. Issues and problems, we all have. And we've got to work through them however we can. But God has a plan for our lives. And it brings peace and hope and permanence. It's the solution. From the time sin entered the world, it affected all of creation. Everything's broken, not the way God designed it to be. 
And the reality is that has put us at odds with God, at odds with each other, and at odds with ourselves. Because I can't even agree with myself. I can't even do what I know I should be doing. So that conversation's going on there. Ah, oh, you know, come on. You can do better than that. You know what? Yeah. We let each other down. We let ourselves down. We let God down. And that's the story because of sin. The solution to sin has come. It's done its work. It's not fixed me. But it's given me hope. <laughs> and as I read his words and I learn more of his plan for my life, I deal with less negative consequences than I had before. But I still have a sinful nature. I still fail. I still cause problems between me and God. But God forgives me. Calls me his son. I'm not worthy of that. I certainly don't live up to it. But I get the title. Because <laughs> that was his plan. And eventually, I'll be the creation that he designed me to be. It won't be in human flesh. But I'm going to try to get there before then because, God, thank you for what you've done. Give me the, all the help I need because without your help, I'm not coming close. But be patient with me, God, and he is. And then he says, so, Chris, you be patient with others. Like I'm patient with you. And it's like, oh, really? Oh. Do I have to do that? That goes back to my problem again, God. <laughs> there it is. That's why Jesus' birth wasn't in such good news, because it is our ultimate answer. We don't get all of what we want today. <laughs> Lord knows. But it's coming. And he promises to be there with us, in us, working through us, providing the peace that we need to have the hope to carry on. Regardless, absolutely regardless of the circumstances you're in today, no matter how bleak or bad they feel, doesn't change the truth. God's within you, he's in you, he'll empower you, he'll help you, he'll give you the peace. You need to have the hope to shine. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, Paul says, For God was pleased to have all the fullness dwell in him, in Christ, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through the blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy 
in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. To understand his peace, you've got to understand God's perspective. And that's it. God loves you. So much so, he was willing to die. He came as a baby, as an infant, in this scenario that we're looking at now. But it's Easter. <laughs> it's his willingness to go to the cross and pay the price and rise from the dead to defeat death. There's the power that changes every ill, change history. It changed it once already. And it'll change it again, dramatically more. To understand that peace that's ushered in by the birth of Christ, you've got to understand that Jesus arrived in a cradle but left on a cross. He died on that cross. It didn't hold him down. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving who he was, God, able to defeat death. So yet he gets us that same ability, the ability to defeat death. Not to have immunity from disease or dying, but death is just the beginning of the next existence with him, with Christ. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross pays for your sins, all that you've committed. It appeases that problem, that anger, that God had towards us, towards sin, towards rebellion. And it destroys the power of evil. Now, evil still exists. But his days are numbered. And evil still exists in you. But you have the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome that. Your choice, good or evil. You get it a lot every day. Your choice. God still gives you a choice. But you get to choose to do good as you know it now or evil. And pay the consequences on this, on, in this life. And... Uh, Jesus reconciles us to God. He brings us back. He did what couldn't be done from us. When we receive the gift of forgiveness that's offered to us by faith, we become friends of God, children of God. It's incomprehensible that a simple act of faith can bring that. But that's the gift that Jesus brought and gave us. We can either choose to believe it or say, God, nah, not a good plan. It's not the way I would do it. Come up with another one. Good luck with that in your conversation with God. <laughs> because God is creator. This is his creation, his plan. So he doesn't, he, he'll listen to you. He has me, in my ignorance, tell him how I think it should be done. And he smiles and laughs and says, yeah, well, get over it. It's not going to happen that way. <laughs> and then he does his thing. And, and that way is better. It is. 
but I don't see it generally at that time. I only see it in the rearview mirror. Some may, may believe that being made right, made right with God means that you're going to quit having problems, that sickness is not your problem anymore, that you get instant healing, instant prosperity, wealth. Pro I'm, I'll, well, good luck with that doctrine, because that's not in the Bible. There is a lot of promises in there for you. And every single one of those promises will come about in God's time. For God's purposes. You remember the, the blind man that has been born blind. And Jesus healed him doing things that he wasn't supposed to do. Spit make mud, put it in his eyes, you know. Well, bottom line is, they asked, the Pharisees, the religious people asked his parents, why? Who? Who healed your son? How did, it? you know, and they're, and they're afraid to tell him because they know they don't want to hear the right answer. <laughs> he broke the laws and how he did it? And he did what had never been done in the history of the world. Healed a person that was born blind to where they could see. No recorded history of that ever having happened again or since, to my knowledge. A lot of people get healed in different ways of medicine on that, but if born blind, stay blind. But God, he's got a plan. Why did this occur? Jesus said, for this time. So God's glory could be shown. And, and look at the little problems that we have. Why does this happen to happen to me, God? For this time. People are watching you. People are listening. Why do we have problems? So that the peace of God and the hope that we have can show them it's not about my circumstances. There is something wholly different at play here. It's Jesus. And that's how the light of God shines in and through us. We may still have consequences to our sins. We do. But we have a great hope because, you know, God can be my Savior, my Lord, in prison. I'm just paying consequences. <laughs> isn't, isn't that what we heard uh, Charlie Manson was saying? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Curious to see that little guy in heaven. What peace does... God promises. He promises this is the presence of God in our lives. And if he's there with us, <laughs> what can take that away? Nothing. Our God is all-powerful. We can go to God for guidance and strength. We can lean on him when we get weary. We can promise to bind up our 
wounds. I mean, we ask him, oh, bind, help me, God. And he does. May not be exactly the way you want. The timing may not be the way you want. But it comes, guaranteed. God's desire, his desire is for us to make peace, not only with him and with others, but with ourselves. And that's a peace that when people see it, it's like, I want that. Amen. What? Why are you smiling? We just got bad news. <laughs> Why are you not angry, upset, frustrated? Because our peace comes from something else. Every past mistake, every personal struggle, all of our worries for the future is met with the love and the grace of God. One day, the future Jesus will come again. Advent began today. Advent means the coming, the arrival. And we celebrate the arrival of Christ on earth beginning with this Advent for the next, you know, 20 Four, five, six, seven days, I can't. It varies depending on <laughs> which calendar you're looking at. But that arrival, we celebrate and it's rejoice. But there's another Advent coming as well. The arrival of Christ the second time. And these arrivals have been prophesied about for thousands of years. And... 2,000 years ago, that first one occurred, and we celebrate it. And the second one is getting close. Today, tomorrow, next week, next decade, next millennium, I don't know, but it's close. <laughs> Just, it's close. And that arrival for us will change Everything in an instant, in a moment. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will have no more worries of this world, of the human flesh, of our... It will be straight to Jesus. That's an advent I look forward to. That arrival. It's the great hope. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 says... Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Peace in your heart. Once you have peace with God, pursue peace in your own mind. You're gifted to make peace with those around you. And that is being used by God. And he'll call you blessed. It's just sharing what we have. It's recognizing it. Peace with God. Peace with ourselves. Peace with others. It's recognizing that reality and acting on it. The angels told the shepherds that peace was available to those on whom God's favor rests. His children. His saints, his bride, the church. It has many names, but it's us. 
It's us and those like us wherever, whenever, who have called out on the name of Jesus. When we're willing to seek reconciliation with others and fight for harmony rather than sowing dissension, we're identified with the heart of God. And we are those who long to reconcile the world to itself, to God, to share the peace we've been given. We find peace at the heart of Christmas because God desires us to be in right relationship with him and with others and with ourselves. That's his plan. And it works through us as we work in it. It's the very same reason for which Jesus came to earth, to right those wrongs. So there's many people who do not value peace. They don't value peace. They make wars. I mean, my goodness, it's the best money maker there is. Reality, right? There's no business like war business. There are those who don't value it in their own relationships, in their own family. There's those that don't value it in their own heads. They think of it as weakness. Really, you know them. There are people who want to fight just because why? Because they're not fighting right now. So let's fight. Right? <laughs> they don't value it. Poor Charlie Brown. It's a sad story of that, but his fight was in his head. He just almost could not accept something good because something bad's going to follow what I know it is. That's my history. And it, it, it's true. Linus said to Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. That's a symptom of a battle going on up here. <laughs> and that's what Christ came to solve. Our problems with him, our problems with each other, our problems with ourselves. If you don't know Jesus, Christmas is about other things other than hope, peace, joy, and love. But if you know Jesus, that's what it's about. <laughs> it's about God bringing hope through peace, providing joy, looking like love. If you know Jesus this Christmas, and I encourage you to share it. Share it in those ways. Share it with people who are not, do not get it. And it's, and it's not about presence. It's not about, it's about love that brings hope and peace and joy. <laughs>